We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello, my friends. Kirk Henderson of Mavs Moneyball. You're joining another episode of Mavs Moneyball Group Therapy following the Dallas Mavericks absolutely throttling the San Antonio Spurs 123-109. to For those of you who are listening on podcast, I really recommend you download the Spotify Green Room app and join us on these nightly or rather post-game forays as we figure out the best way to deal with winning or losing, and everybody goes to sleep uh, feeling a, a little better regardless of the outcome. Tonight, though, I think we're all really, really pumped. Uh, perhaps Josh and I looked it up. Uh, this was the first time both Luca and KP scored over 30 points since that or like run-and-gun Pelicans game last year where Luca had like 40-something and Porzingis had 30-something. It was That was kind of a bananas race to the finish game. This game, the Mavericks dominated on both ends of the floor. The Spurs did score 109, mainly because of a really solid push in the fourth quarter, but the Mavericks just really dominated on both ends. It was was a lot of fun to to watch. It was the first time, I think, this season that we felt like the Mavericks looked like uh, the, the Mavericks of yesteryear. Um, there were just enough things different with the offense, uh, namely Chris Stapps and Luka Doncic ran a play commonly known as the pick and roll. And what do you know? It fucking worked. Uh, it was really neat. Um, I, I, you know, this is going to be one of those where I don't think we should bitch too much about what's happened uh, in the past because the Mavericks play f- seven really crazy tough games in a row. Uh, so I think we should revel in this, go to sleep, and then prepare for about two weeks of, of really uh, back-and-forth content. All right, so I'm going to bring folks on. Let's uh, hang out for about a half hour, and then I'm going to go play Grand Theft Auto San Andreas like it's uh, 2004. 
Um, all right, coming up first, my friend Chris. Chris, how you doing? Hey, Kirk, can you hear me? I can. You sound good. Yes, great start to the weekend. And like I say, every time we beat the Spurs, just loving life, man. This is just great. Last two seasons, I've lost like one time. Uh, I'm just loving this. I know the Spurs are a bad team, but hell, I've been a Mavs fan for 20 years, and we've had some wars against the Spurs, so it's always nice to get a dub against them. And I'm definitely not going to complain about anything tonight. I mean, even Dwight Powell played decent. He played his role. I mean, he had a lot of alley-oop dunks. He's, he's just not season low. Yeah, he's just not asked to do too much. And KP's kept engaged. Uh, you know, Luca just, you know, or just feeding him the ball. He's back to the basket. He just, just uses size. I mean, he's doing good. He's not staying on the three point line doing too many of those. But I mean, he was knocking down some threes tonight, too. So, I mean, we're all playing good. I'm not going to overreact too much on the win just because I know the Spurs are a bad team. We've got to be these good teams. I mean, another test, you know, we had to play Denver again on Monday. So, um, but hell, I mean, just keep KP healthy, even if he has to rest here and there. I don't care. Just beat these bad teams. All I care about is the playoffs, get past that first round. But so far, so good. You know, um, eight and four, I, I didn't really think we were going to be eight and four. But early on in the season, you know, those offensive struggles, I mean, it's, I feel like, you know, Luke is hitting his stride now. I, I, we're just – we're looking pretty good. So, uh, I was going to say one thing that – I know it was way, way early, but the team in the playoffs – you think that we would match up good against it. There's no trades, you know, if, if the team that we have right now, uh, is there another, is there a team you think we would match up good against? I mean, hopefully we can stay in the I top four. So. I mean, I'm feeling very bullish at the moment. My answer is the Los Angeles Lakers. I would love to play them because I have a lot of Los Angeles ties and I would love to beat LeBron. So that's like my, my, my off the cuff. Yeah. Yeah, I can't stand Russell Westbrook, and it'd be nice to beat LeBron again uh, in the playoffs. Or I, I would beat them in the finals, but for the first, yeah, right, first time in a while, ten years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you know, when he played for the Heat, I mean, they had our number when he was playing for the Heat for a while. Or, actually, every time we played LeBron, I don't think we've won too many times against. Oh, since it's won. <laughs> it's not been good. I still remember when I was sitting in that uh, two thousand. Uh, I guess it was still two thousand eleven. Uh, the Christmas game, right after the lockout, I was I was at my yes, in-laws, and then the, like they just got destroyed. Boyd and my and yeah, we we lost. I think we were down by like twenty five at one point. I think I remember that. <laughs> that was not fun. That was I was I was super pissed on Christmas. Really, really great, really great yeah. time. And, and last thing, you know, uh, the trade KP thing. I, and I got off that that uh, bandwagon kind of thing. I I really want to give him a chance for the rest of the season and going into the playoffs. But if him playing really good right now, this is a good thing because it's we're gonna rack up wins. But he's also gonna uh, increase his trade value in case they do something before the trade deadline. So either way, I think it's good for us. Well, so I want to, uh, before you go, I want to note one thing. So you noted earlier, you said like the Spurs are bad. Well, yes, they are four and eight, but they also have a positive point differential, which they play in a really well coached. Like they, they give me this vibe of, of like the Rick Carlisle, 2000, like 13 range teams when he was just like really putting together Mavs teams that are like mud and sticks. Um, where they just grind out yeah. wins. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I don't – I think there's more to take from this win than, than you know, just beating a bad team. Yes, they're bad by record, but I don't know. This was – this is just, just something where, you know, they, they're flying around on defense. Like there's a lot of, of, of positive things you can take away from this game, and I don't think it would be an, an overreaction um, in any in any way, shape, or form. Like – I am not one yeah. to put 
like to throw praise on this team. Like I always find shit to pick at and I don't really have very much. I mean, I wrote Willie Collie. Like I was during the game. I was like, Willie Collie Stein didn't crap the bed. Outstanding. Like, you, you know, it's just like, like little things. It's, it's, it's fun. It's a good way to go into a two day break. <laughs> it's just nice to have one game on a Friday night. That's not stressful and just go into the weekend. You're happy, you know, it's so, true. It's true. And, uh, yeah. Lastly. Yeah. I think we played the Spurs. They had like Patty Mills or or last year, DeMar DeRozan. But yeah, Patty Mills felt like he always killed us and stuff. And I'm just glad he's not on my team anymore. So. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's all well, I got. Thanks for joining as always, man. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, let's see here. Who else do we have coming up? Christian, it's been a while. How you doing? Hey, Kirk. I'm doing good. How about yourself? I am okay. I am okay. Feeling, feeling pretty solid about the win, looking at the – Win-loss column for the West and for the East. Uh, the Hawks are now five games under 500. You hate to see it. Um, and the Mavericks are four games above 500 again, which is love. Yeah, I mean, I actually, I mean, there's really not much uh, to complain about this game. Um, what did you love? Of- Tell me what you loved. Because I, I, I think we need to, it's been a long time. Since we've heard you say a certain phrase, and I think. (laughs) Of course, the energy was great. You know, can't get enough of it. And, uh, you know, to be honest, and it's a season-long trend, but I was most excited about seeing Jalen Brunson continue to make some, you know, pretty great passes. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's something that we need, obviously. Um you know, I think one of the thing teams have done rather early in the game, not when it's, you know, later in the fourth quarter, but they start, uh, you know, putting pressure, full court pressure. And when Luca doesn't have that outlet pass, uh, it makes me nervous. I mean, the uh, I, I definitely don't want to see Dorian Finney-Smith initiating the offense ever <laughs> again. I <laughs> Like, I really don't get it at at absolute, like, just do not get it. Um, but, you know, that's a minor thing in the grand scope of things. I think the fact that KP was, you know, doing well defensively, moving well. Really well. Like, and, probably, like, is it, am I, is this recency bias, or is that the best defensive game he's played since the Orlando bubble? It, it for sure is, and it probably, like, the stats Why I know he had three blocks. One block, he didn't even jump. He literally just, Mm-mm. you know, mm-hmm. got the ball. But I, the thing is, and it seems he doesn't realize it, but when he's good on the defensive end, it leads to great offense on his part. Like, even his post-up, like, he was doing the right things tonight, which is crazy. Uh, for the most part, there's, you know, a couple shots here and there, but I'll, I'll live with it if he's, sure. you know. Taken. They were already up by, like, 20 at that point by the time the shots started to get a little goofy. Exactly. And obviously, you know, this is when Luca and KP play like this off one another very well, um, that's, that's our ceiling raiser. Like, this is if we want to advance, if we want to get better, if we want to be a dangerous team like this kind of chemistry they had tonight uh, needs to continue to happen. And, you know, I, I really feel like um, – so there, there's one thing, and this is a little bit off topic, so I don't mean to pivot, but it, it's it's That's a right. general question. And 
I wanted to know your insights. Um, so I feel like they haven't sent Josh Green down to the G League because they'll feel he'll look bad in the G League, and therefore, like a viable trade won't won't happen. Because I do feel that Dragic will be a Mav after the trade deadline, whether buyout or otherwise. But do you think that that's why they wouldn't put him down in the G League? Because he's not getting minutes unless it's the last 60 seconds of a game. And it just doesn't really make sense not to have him down there unless you're afraid of what he might look like. I, I think that I think they're afraid of what he might look like. I'm not sure if you follow the Texas legend, but like Carlick Jones almost scored 40 points tonight. Like Josh Green is not scoring 40 points in the G League game because he doesn't have a kind of game. He doesn't. I don't know how to phrase this because it's not fair to him. If he has an NBA role, it's going to be in a very, very specific format. It's going to be in the Dorian Vinny Smith mold. And that means. You know, he needs certain kinds of very limited roles and actions. And, you know, maybe – and I just – I don't think he's ever I, – I don't I don't see how they put him in a position to succeed is my answer. I, I just don't know what they do. Yeah, that's what I, – I just I, – I don't really see where he can go from here. I think – I mean, this is one of – I think maybe the only game where I felt comfortable that we were going to win – basically for, you know, 40 of the, the 48 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, the, it's the best one of the season by far. And so if he's not getting minutes in this, then I just don't see, like, literally it's complete garbage time minutes that he'll get and very few at that. Um, yeah. I just hope we can hopefully find a team that's, rebuilding that and you know i told people i was like i would trade him for daniel house i think you know sure. he, he would add something um but i do think we're a couple pieces away would like to get thad young and Dragic. that'd be nice um no it's not happening but you know i'll uh stop talking man how good is Thad young like he he, he would be he would fill like he would be the player that we wanted james johnson to be like the kind of do everything forward. Yep. Yeah, so. he he would fit well as get you know when we ever need to go to small ball five or you know KP's out. Um, you know, I I just think that they would be fun. Especially, I would like to see him and Maxi play together. I yeah. think that would be fun. Um, but yeah, I'll uh, let some other folks get up here. Appreciate it as always, and uh, you know we're gonna have a nice night tonight. So that's all. That's right. That's right. Well, thanks for hanging out, Christian. We'll talk soon. Okay, coming up next. And, guys, feel free. Invite yourself up. I will probably get to as many people as I can before, like, 11 o'clock, maybe earlier if uh, if it's quiet in here because I think everybody's pretty happy. Josh, welcome to the show. How are you? Hit the unmute button down there at the bottom. It instamutes oh. you. Hi, Kurt. How you doing? Good. First time caller here. I'm from Taiwan, but I live Great. in L.A. It's tough to be a math fan in L.A. You know, it is. I was out there. I went to Pepperdine and was out there from 2002 to 2006. So I was in Los Angeles when Kobe was like single handedly murdering teams. Uh, he scored oh, yeah. like he scored what 60 something in three quarters against the Mavericks at one point. Like it was, it was not fun. It was not fun. Yeah. 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 So I, for, for the game today, I, it's good to see um, KP play really well because um, 
how I become a mad fan is um because of Dirk. You just see like tall guy and play so well and so crafty and can do the stuff that guards do. So like I'm I'm a KP fan be- before he came to the Mavs. So it's nice to see him play well tonight. Yeah, I really I I am a um. I don't know. What what would you guys say? I'm really vicious when KP plays shitty. And as a result, I'm feeling just so delighted to see him play well because he just, I, I, yeah, he was three of nine from three, whatever. He took a lot of threes, which I love. Like I love his three point shot because I think it breaks the defense's backs. Like that half court shot was hysterical. But the one before that where Luke – Yeah. Also oh, yeah. Well, he made that too. Yeah. It, it, it's just – it's great where, where he's hitting them from the top of the key because you can just see defenses go, ugh. And then it made everything else easier. Like, Luca got to the basket more tonight than he has in a while. And I think that's in no small part because of, of Porzingis's. So. Ooh. Yeah. So – um. One thing I saw from today's game, um, somebody mentioned in the chat too, is that towards the end of the game, um, the starting five just looks really tired. And I was afraid that they might blow the game because like, the Leafs cut down to like less than 15 points. So I was kind of worried, but it turned out fine. So, yeah. Well, so my wife noticed that. She, you know, she was on her, she's usually on her phone during the game. She watches these games because um, she's married to me. But she made like a pretty astute observation. That I thought she's like, good, make them play more together. They need to play as much as possible together because they they really haven't gotten to when they're both feeling good. Um, that's why, like, these games where both of them play well are not as frequent as we hope for. So, you know, I think they have plenty of chemistry. That isn't what I'm I'm implying, but it's always better to figure out what works and, and you know, I often wondered why they don't run more Chris Apps, Luca pick and roll. Um, and, but, you know, Carlisle wouldn't run it, I think, in no small part last year because Porzingis wasn't at, in his best physical shape. I think he was moving slow and there wasn't a lot of point. But I don't really see how you stop it, A. And, B, if you are finding Porzingis on the roll and giving him the option or the ability to make reads where he's passing out of it, like say Luca finds him in the middle of the key and there's two defenders there to meet him. That means someone is open. And tonight I thought he did a really good job of finding people out of those looks. I, I, don't, I don't think he had any assists, but you know, that, that is what it is. But I thought he really did a good job with that sort of stuff. And if they're doing that off of rolls, that opens up their offense in a really exciting way. Yeah. The, the ball movement tonight was really good. Cause I, sometimes when, KP got stuck in the post or got a double team, he would just force the shot and not pass it out. But tonight I seen I saw him like pass out a lot of pass, not not force the shot tonight. So Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. Thank well, you got anything else yeah. for us? No, just like maybe I might go to one of the Clipper games um in two weeks. So I might catch one of the, one of the games when the Mavs come in town. Well, I hope you get to, because cause it's it's always it's always fun to watch them when they come into town. And I think they're gonna even though it's a different enough Clipper team, I think they're going to be ready to they, – they, they have some payback coming in those games. So, yeah. Very much uh, looking forward to it. those. Thank you for letting me come up here. Sure thing. I hope you come back sometime, Josh. Talk soon. Mm-hmm. All right. Coming up next, we have Max. How you doing, Max? What's going on tonight? Hit that unmute button down there at the bottom. 
What's going on, guys? Can you hear me? Welcome. I can hear you great. Great. I was uh, I was actually at the game tonight. I live in San Antonio, so I've been looking forward to this uh-huh. game for a while. How was that being in it was great. It was actually surprisingly pretty empty in the stadium. I'm not sure sure why it wasn't a sellout or even close to it, but it was a. Uh, I mean, it was great for all the Mavs fans over there for sure. Can I ask you a question before you you talk about what you'd like to talk about? Can you please tell me what that halftime show was like live? Because I was like yelping at my television. I Despacito by a mariachi band was incredible. Oh, it was okay. Yeah, I was I was hoping you were saying it in a positive way because I thought it was great. I loved it. <laughs> I was loving it. Like I normally kind of just tune out, and I was like, "This is the best thing I've seen." Because like the Mavericks often have some interesting halftime show choices, and like those guys went full tilt. And it- <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was actually really entertaining. It was one of the better ones. I, I would one hundred percent agree with that. Um. But it, yeah, no, it was a great experience tonight. I mean, shout out to Dorian Finney-Smith. Uh, I thought it, it's amazing how much better we look when he just hits a few shots for us. Absolutely. He was taking corner threes, too, and not so many. Yeah, I mean, it just felt like every time he was shooting it with confidence that it was going to go in. I mean, we just look so much better when we're actually hitting the open shots. So that was encouraging. Maybe we're... Uh, going towards the the mean or whatever the the saying is, <laughs> it's odd. So you look at the box score and like Tim Hardaway Jr. was zero for five. Bullock was one for right. four. Um, Brunson was two out right. of five, and Porzingis was three out of nine. So, but the Mavericks still shot eighteen of forty five from from three. Like they shot well above average for them, and so it's obviously good enough. I mean, this game could have been much worse because they they missed six free throws, which was something to see. But it was it was probably their yeah. best offensive performance of the year. Yeah, I think one big takeaway I took from this is when Porzingis kind of gets it going a little bit, like his body language one is so much better. His defense seems like he has a little bit more energy. It's like when he's playing well, it's like he's just a completely different player. And when he's off the ball, it's not even in the screen and roll necessarily, but it's when Luca kind of – like Luca draws two defenders Porzingis is feeling better because he's playing well and he actually makes those cuts it's so hard to guard him because he's seven three cutting through the lane it's like I mean he I mean it's unstoppable when when he actually feels like playing off the ball and not necessarily in the screen and roll like I said but Luca drawing those defenders and KP just cutting through the middle of the lane. He had like four dunks or five. I don't even know how many dunks. Yeah, it was a lot of dunks, is what it was. And yeah. Josh actually, uh, he and I recorded just before this, and he made a, a, what I think we'll come to see is is probably a, a pretty astute observation. It was similar to what you just noted there, where these guys don't get you know a lot of teams like like have a defensive identity. The Mavericks don't really have a defensive identity unless their shots are falling. And their defense is a result of their good offense. And tonight we could really see that because they were having so much fun on offense. Then they'd go back down and want to get the ball back. Um, it was, it, it, and you know, that's just, I think that's who these guys are because the entire offensive unit, like Dorian's the closest thing to a defender. I mean, Bullock, a guy, I guess, but all those other guys, like they want to shoot the ball. They want to score the ball. There's not like that lockdown defensive guy, even though Porzingis is, it can be a pretty good, you know, rim protector. So it's, you're, you're right there. When he gets an early shot going, and I like the kind of look that that um, 
banked in hook shot was really pretty and all his shots um there there were no like pointless fadeaways it was all like at the basket you know even you know some of the shorter jumpers that didn't go down they were all like straight up and down and he's just he's bigger than everybody else and sometimes he does things that are like like Carmelo Anthony in 2005 and he's not that guy and that's okay he should be who he is, which is like a seven foot three downhill running back that nobody can deal with because he's he's really you know rangy. Yeah, it was, it was great to watch. I was, I mean, <laughs> just felt really happy to be there. That was my second time I've ever seen the Mavs. Oh, in that's awesome! Yeah, so I was, I was excited about it. And last last thing I was going to say before I let someone else get up here, <laughs> even though Dorian had a great game, there was like. Seven times, and I was maybe just four rows up, so I could see the expression on his face. He actually did, either was confused on what play they were running, or he didn't know, or someone else messed up, and he was like looking at them like they were doing something wrong in the offense, but he was just standing there, and he would kind of run back and forth like he didn't know where he was supposed to be. I didn't know what that was. It was early in the game, not love later. This. Okay, I love this, Max, because... His talk, Franco and I talked about this yesterday. There's some motion within plays and offense that they're running right now that probably has a purpose, but the Mavericks don't have the personnel for it. So you're asking a guy like like Dorian to process more than he needs to. And like I don't want to tell a guy to just yeah. stand there because he's a good athlete and a professional basketball player, but sometimes less is more. And and I really felt like they hit that stride in the second quarter when they were just torching because it's it drives me crazy on some of these things. Like Luca will post up and you know, Powell will like try to anticipate the miss and will like run at the rim and bring his man to Luca. There's been a lot of that like goofy stuff where there's just one too many guys in the paint. I and and I Yeah. It was like movement for no reason. It's it's movement without that's a really good way to phrase it. And and I'm not I'm okay with some guys not moving a ton because it means that defenders aren't clogging up yeah. the paint, you know? Yeah, yeah, and that, that was just one observation I had. He, like, was in the corner. He ran under the hoop, ran back, and then he's looking over at Bullock like, what are you doing? And they were like, I don't know. It was like, I don't know. So that, that was just my last – you know, he had a great game. I mean, he made his shots, had a couple nice blocks. It was a good game overall, but that was just one observation I had from the – you know. Reporting live from the stadium. <laughs> I love it. Appreciate All it, right. man. Have, Thanks for hanging out. Have a good one, guys. All right. Talk with you soon. Okay. Coming up next, we have – who we got here? Last but not least, let's go with Aaron to close this out for the night. Aaron, what's up? Nope. Did I kick Aaron off? That's pretty neat. Oh, there he is. Sometimes this app takes a second to respond to my requests. Aaron, hit that unmute button. Or not. Good audio for the night. That's okay. Maybe there's a thing being glitchy. But that's okay. Um, does anybody else want to come up uh, before we head out? Otherwise, we're going to have like the shortest therapy session ever. But here's the thing, guys. I still charge the same amount, which is nothing. Um, again, uh, lots of fun. Uh, tell your friends. We've been hanging out about the same number of people. I know it's uh, November basketball, and we tend to grow our audience as the time moves along. I still love the fact that people are willing to hang out with us here. For those of you who are on the podcast at home, um, please consider downloading the app, uh, following uh, at Kirk Henderson 35, I think is my handle. 
and we will keep growing this space and not being toxic. Um, I think uh, Jeff Skin Wade had a pretty astute observation that Twitter can be very toxic, but but I want to say our green room um, is at least uh, occasionally fun and not toxic, and and I want uh, I'd rather us be that than be angry online all the time because this is supposed to be fun. Okay, friends, everyone have a nice weekend. I'll try to have another show for people on Sunday, or maybe I'll just host another one of these. We'll see. Everybody be good, and we will talk soon. Go Mavs. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.